you. That's all right. You ready to go to work? Oh my God, I'm so ready to go to work. First of all, is the answer yes? The answer is absolutely <laughs> yes, Joe, and I am ready to work. I am ready to do this with you, for you. I, I just, I'm just deeply honored, and I'm very excited. That's the season finale from Really, Really Old Guy Bachelor, <laughs> new on ABC. <laughs> hey, as long as we played a little Kamala, give us a 51 and 52 back-to-back again, Shawnee, would you, bud? Do you believe that Americans should have the right to vote at age 16? I'm really interested in having that conversation. I have to tell you that. Um, I think that there is no question that um, if we are looking at what is going on in our country, we are putting more responsibilities on people at a younger age. And um, the larger number of people that we can involve in the electoral process, um, I think the more robust it would be. If we mold and shape and direct someone to become a productive adult. What's the other thing we know about this population? And it's a specific phase of life. Remember, age is more than a chronological fact. What else do we know about this population, 18 through 24? They are stupid. Kamala Harris on separate occasions, willing to say whatever on any topic. The woman has no beliefs at all. Um, so Sarah Palin posted uh, some advice for Kamala Harris yesterday that got a lot of attention. We read a little bit of it, but it's it's pretty interesting. She starts with con- Sarah Palin was the vice presidential running mate of John McCain in 2008. They lost, if you don't know. That. Went poorly. Uh, nobody- she emerged from it full of resentments. Yeah. And if you saw the movie, I don't blame her, but nobody was going to beat Barack Obama in that freight train. Just wasn't going to happen. Which movie is that? Game Change. Moby Dick. Have you ever seen that where... um. Uh, Woody Harrelson plays the campaign manager. I don't believe I have. <laughs> Pretty good movie. I, I, I know I've seen chunks of it, but I don't think I've seen the, the and, whole uh, thing. Big time, big time talent in it. Who's the actress that played uh, Sarah Palin? She was really good in that. Um, I'll think of it. Olivia de Havilland. <laughs> uh, anyway. Julianne Moore. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a serious movie. Ed Harris was in this, too? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. It's a big time movie. It's good. And it's based on a serious book. Anywho, Sarah Palin uh, tweets out yesterday, congrats to the Democratic VP pick, American flag emoji, climb upon Geraldine Ferraro's and my shoulders. That was the first female VP pick back in 1980, I think, Uh, or sometime, Uh, no, 84, 84. And from the most amazing view in your life, consider lessons we learned. One, out of the chute, trust no one knew. (laughs) Thought that was interesting. Two, fight mightily to keep your own team with you. They know you, know your voice, and most importantly, are trustworthy. Three, don't get muzzled. Connect with the media and voters in your own unique way. Some yahoos running campaigns will suffocate you with their own self-centered agenda. So remember, you were chosen for who you are. So stay connected with America as you smile and ignore deceptive handlers trying to change you. That's a bit of bitterness in there. Do you think? Uh, Four, Some fun terms you might learn. OTR, an orchestrated campaign stop that's meant to look unorchestrated where you normalize in front of voters. Uh, I'd remembered not packing my running shoes. They turned it into a whole campaign stop with media detailing my every move move, trying on shoes. I remember that. So that was orchestrated. That's interesting. Yeah. So she's saying she happened to forget it. She said, I got to go get some shoes. And her said, wait, 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 wait. We can make a thing out of this. Yeah. Sure. Made into a giant thing. Yeah. Photo op. Photo op. OTRs get bizarre. Try sitting in front of vultures looking for the gotcha shot. But my team made OTRs the second most fun thing. 
rope line, the most fun thing. Every single handshake and holler and hug and smile melted my heart, energized my soul, and gave me the utmost yeah. hope in the greatest country on earth. Every handshake, smug and uh, hug and, and, and smile these days will give you the vid, so it's a little different. <laughs> That's true. The rope line is often the only way to literally touch those of whom you wish to serve. So be sincere in looking in their eyes, understanding why they're there, never forgetting they represent the innumerable Americans putting their trust in you to serve for the right reasons. Has Sarah not heard about the COVID? There will be no rope line. No, there won't. It's I who- mean, I, I appreciate her description of it, though. Five, don't forget the women who came before you. Six, have fun. This is the greatest country in the world, and hopefully you'll be blessed beyond belief like I was with meeting new people from all walks of life and see just how great it is. More to come, including one of the funniest things in my life right before my debate with Senator Joe Biden. Stay tuned, Sarah Palin. That was like a not of this time sort of thing, it almost seemed like. Well, she's a heck of a nice lady. You know, know, the other side is evil. They're, They're Nazis. Oh, I the other forgot. side is full of Nazis, right? You don't give them advice or you know wish you luck or anything like that. They're Nazis. Yeah, yeah. I um I I have a weird thing with politics. I was watching some of Biden yesterday, and uh, you know, did you see the people gathered outside wherever that was gathered? They were gathered outside his home or someplace. Did you no, see that? No, a big crowd of people spontaneously gathered. Uh, a lot of people, I assume, on the right were saying, I thought there weren't supposed to be crowds, but it looked like most people had masks on. But anyway, there was chanting and cheering and that sort of thing. I am weirded out by that for any candidate. I just think the whole emotion enough to cheer and chant and, and clap my hands over a human being who's going to fix all my problems, I find that weird. I believe in principles and ideas and stuff like that, but you're the savior. Yeah, woo! I just, I just, I, I just, I, I, I would never do that. I don't see myself doing that. When I see people doing it, I think they're all simpletons. Well, I, I cannot agree with you there. I mean, that's your personality, man. Uh, there are plenty of people who, for instance, thought the game was stacked against the working people of America by the elites, the media, et cetera, and Donald Trump punched them right in the eye. So they got excited about it. They're really happy somebody was finally talking their language and saying, I'm going to stand up for your interests. So they got enthused. I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It seems, it seems weird to me to think that that person is going to make all the difference. I wish people got as, maybe this is it. I wish people got even a tenth as interested in, like, the, 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 the specifics of things than the personalities of people. Oh, yeah, I would, I would agree with you on that. Because but. anybody should be able to go out and say, you know, and read in a very dull tone, uh, I, uh, this is what we're going to be for. We're going to try to shrink government, lower taxes, and give you more personal freedom. Mm. And that make everybody cheer. But it's got to be attached to a personality before people get excited about it. It's been true forever. Yeah. That's I guess just that's, the nature of politics. That's the nature of democracy, anyway. Yeah. Well, it's the nature of all politics. Kings, queens, everything. It's got to be about the human being, I guess. Yeah, to a large extent. And then you start getting into the interest in their families and their spouses and their kids and all these other weird things that mm-hmm. have nothing to do with the principles. If you want to read my... Well, I was going to say it's my favorite book about political theory, but it's there's like a five-way tie. Um, and I can never remember a the... A five-way tie for first. Yeah, well, it's, once something reaches a certain level, it's silly to try to pick a favorite. Um, hang on a second. There it is. Hang on a second. I'm going to get you the. Uh, I will post it at armstrongandgetty.com. But my my very uh, one of my favorite books about um, political theory is the Dictator's Handbook. Why bad behavior is almost always good politics by Bruce Bueno de Mesquita and Alastair Smith. 
absolutely brilliant. And it describes all sorts of different political systems and what they have in common and how it's just really the mechanisms that are different about how they deliver money and favors and power and the rest of it. But anyway, um, yeah, the uh, the personal excitement thing is most useful in a system like ours. It's a lot less important in, in, in other systems, dictatorships and, and juntas and, and whatever. Although, you know, it has its role. Uh, this is a weird system. That's why Churchill often was incredibly cynical about democracy, even as he defended it as the best system that's ever mm-hmm. been. It's just anything humans get involved with turns ugly. It just that's why Homo sapiens we, are my least favorite species. We desire to be led by a, a particular person. We don't desire to be led by principles. No, we desire to be led by a, a person. Correct. And like put our faith in that human being. Right. Which the founding fathers were more than aware of. They were acutely aware of that. It's a flaw human beings have. Yeah. They designed a system to save us from ourselves and our worst impulses. That's why it's so brilliant. That's why I despise it when people talk about tearing it apart. Uh, But one final note on uh, Kamala Harris, um, uh, who, who will almost certainly be the president if Joe Biden gets elected, in my mind, because I don't think he serves out his first term. Uh, Sidney Watson, who's a uh, conservative uh, writer, commentary, uh, commentator, and a cutie, which means she has lots and lots of followers on Twitter. If she didn't look the way she does, I'm sorry to say it, she wouldn't have nearly as many followers. But that's the way Twitter works, speaking of flaws of human beings. But she tweets, things in a leader that are more important than sex and race. One, integrity. Two, intelligence. Three, literally anything else. I don't know why I started making a list. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was pretty funny. Yeah, uh, I I tell you what, the, you watch the media and they are s- more obsessed with people's race, ethnicity, and and the rest of it than the Nazis were. The Nazis look at, at progressive media and say, "Boy, you people are too fixated on race." Do you ever like ask if somebody's good at their job or anything? I mean, the Nazis would be impressed by you people. Nice point, Sydney. Well written. Sir, there there was that report a couple of, what is that, a week ago or so that the Russians are messing with our election and uh, they want to, they want Trump to win. The Chinese are trying to get Trump to lose. But anyway, we got this example. Uh, the headline is, a Bible burning, a Russian news agency, and a story too good to check out about Bibles being burned by uh, BLM, etc. Uh, and the Russians were behind it. And it's pretty interesting. And we, we ought to be more tuned into the the fact that this is happening all the time. Before we get all excited about various stories. Anyway, all that's on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I told him I wanted to be the last person in the room before he made important decisions. That's what I asked Kamala. He said Kamala! He said Kamala Harris, just like Tucker Carlson did last night. Clearly, it's a racist. Afraid of the other. Canceled! Joe Biden needs to be canceled. Did he say Kamala? Let's hear it again. That's what I asked Kamala. Kamala. Sounds like Kamala. You know, I emailed ourselves this uh, article on, where did I put it? New York Times 
said uh, the announcement of Kamala Harris as the running mate was immediately greeted by racist and sexist reactions from the right. And I was like, all right, what yay who said what? So I dig into the actual news article. They have no examples. <laughs> None. Yeah. Not a single, even sort of arguably from a woke perspective, racist. Not even, they, they didn't even try to back up their headline. That's where we are. So there we are is nowheresville, man. It's disgusting. Today is, today is the 13th. So yesterday was the 12th, I think, which was the end of World War II. Some good calendar knowledge there, Jack. But uh, <laughs> thank you. And a, a real understanding of which direction the numbers go. Yes. <laughs> you're really, talking about yesterday. Really good. As the end of World tomorrow. War II. But I, it's funny. I didn't hear that anywhere. I took in a lot of news. VE Day or VJ Day? VJ Day. But okay. I mean, you know. Well, the end then. Yeah, right, the of end course, then. Yeah. The biggest conflict in human history ended 75 years ago yesterday, but it's just, you know, it's okay, Boomer. Nice story about it's like, uh, what's Some like? old war. Is this the olden days? Like, biggest conflict in human history? Let me show you my Twitter mentions. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> It's like John Mulaney says, like, all our dads are studying for some World War II trivia contest, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so true. But nobody cares about it anymore. Anyway. Um, but so today's the 13th. We're just a week away from movie theaters opening back up. The world's largest movie theater chain will reopen more than 100 theaters August 20th. I gotta believe that depends on where you are, though. I don't think you can open a movie theater around here. Yeah, You're not allowed to. Are yeah, you? I don't. I don't think so. No, I think you can. What uh, chain is that? Is that that AMC? Chi- that's Chinese owned, man. The world's largest movie. They're chain. trying to cover up from uh, giving everybody the bat, bat virus. And they're going to open up offering movies in 2020 at 1920 prices, 15 cents a ticket, just to get you in there to get you the vid so you'll die because they're they're owned by the Chinese. I think maybe they want to sell popcorn. Oh. I'm not going to a theater. No. 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 I didn't want to before the Chinese bat fever. The communist bat fever. They are implementing new safety and health measures to help keep moviegoers safe and curb the spread of coronavirus, which includes all guests to wear masks, wear masks the whole movie, lowering theater capacity, and upgrading ventilation systems. Okay, upgrading ventilation systems is a big deal. That's a good one. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. There's a good chance when the new Christopher Nolan movie comes out that that will be my first kind of public quote-unquote gathering thing because I, I, I'm a degenerate and i got to see it. And, okay. And if it's not What in, movie is that? Uh, Tenant. Yep. Tenant. It's supposed it's, to be a big deal. Tenant? It's about a guy who rents a, a couple of rooms? Uh, it, like all Christopher Nolan movies, it probably won't make sense when you uh, when you either watch it the first time or you uh, kind of go back over. What was it that I just saw? And, oh, uh, so it's artsy and, and oh, yeah, mind-bending? Yeah, like, oh, okay. Yeah, now yeah, you got my attention. Time-bending, but not time-travel. I don't know. It's very... His trailers are all very mysterious. Lots of punching? Uh, there's gunplay. I don't know how much actual punching is. Okay, because I know you're a fan of the punching movies. Uh, when will when will regular people start going to movie theaters or ball games or concert again? It could be years, right? Yes. Uh, well, unless you mean uh, back to like full capacity. An effective yeah, like vaccine is developed and widely used, and all of a sudden the things. Uh, and this happens with all pandemics. A thing of the past. Hmm. Discussion of the past. Tell you what, we're living in the horrifying presence right now. Uh, chicken wings have tested positive for the for the COVID nineteen. Not just any chicken wings; they're chicken wings in China imported from Brazil. Chicken wings with bat sauce. If you find yourself in Shenzhen, China, eating Brazilian chicken wings, good chance you get the bat clap. Damn it, <laughs> bat clap. That's that's a new one. I'm trying that one out. <laughs> 
Uh, health officials say they quickly traced the outbreak to people who had touched the product and uh, et cetera, et cetera. So a Brazilian bat wings, probably not the best choice if you're in Shenzhen. If you're in a wet market, get the local wings. I like I like uh, farm to fork. I like, you know. Farm to fork chicken wings. Alley to barrel or whatever they call it there. Um, <laughs> oh, gee, many. Not the foreign chicken wings. Alley to barrel? <laughs> Got a bunch of wingless chickens walking around. Keep f***ing that chicken. All right, then. Uh, oh, hey, have you become aware, and I guarantee you if you are, it's through the media, the term Latinx? Oh, yeah, I love this. I love this story. Love this story. You're being browbeat by the woke crowd into using this term. No, I have never said it, but if you've said it seriously, <laughs> proof once again that so much of this woke crap is is just... Well, it's from a teeny tiny percentage of the population. Almost entirely white people. It, right, of course. In, it's suburban white people intent on bringing their professor's world vision to a neighborhood near you. I mean, it's just, it's perverse. It's silly, and, and we'll talk about it a little more. And, and as usual, it's paternalism. It has nothing to do with dignity and rights and a good life for people of color. It's a bunch of woke snobs. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I drink Dr. Pepper, don't you know? It's the original taste that I love so. And the taste is making peppers everywhere I go. There's greeting peppers, eating peppers, choir peppers, shire peppers. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? There's winning peppers, spinning peppers, none peppers, fun peppers. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? Simpler time. Why are we playing a Dr. Pepper commercial? Because of this horrifying news from yesterday. The coronavirus pandemic is causing a national shortage of Dr. Pepper. Oh, boy. <laughs> Did the uh, overly serious, low-voiced dope ever explain what was going on there? From what I can understand, it's not actually a shortage of Dr. Pepper. It's a shortage of aluminum cans because of the coronavirus oh, right. at the beginning. Everybody stored up on so many things, and they're trying to get caught back up, and there's actually a shortage of aluminum cans right now. Why they chose Dr. Pepper to be the, the headline of that, I don't know why. And they thought it would be funny or something? Or I don't know. I'd have gone with uh, Fresca or RC Cola. Or <laughs> Contrarian. I was a big uh, Diet Dr. Pepper fan at one point in my I've life. I've always thought doc, uh, diet, diet Soda was just gross. Huh? That flavor. You, you get used to it. Um, so, be a pepper because you're so in need of an identity, you're going to form it around the soft drink you drink. Sad. Uh, This from the Pentagon. They are dismissing as an unserious debate over whether or not there will be potential military involvement in any post-election dispute. Oh, yeah. In other words, those of you who say the military is going to get involved and Trump's going to stay in office, you're 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 just making up crap. To entertain soft heads. Well, what are they supposed to say? Yes, we're going to do it? No, of course they're going to deny it. <laughs> oh, good point, Sean. You've uncovered the old double reverse. Oh, boy. People, you know, it's funny. Back to the identity thing. People like to be afraid because it brings them closer to other people and they get a sense of community. So they invent uh, bugaboos to scare themselves. It's really an odd aspect of, of human uh, 
you know, kind. But I get to wa- wanting to be close with people and having a sense of community. I get that. But inventing some uh, impossible horror seems crazy. Mentioned earlier, there is a new Bob Woodward book coming out in a couple of weeks. He, uh, famously of Woodward and Bernstein, who helped bring down Richard Nixon back in the 70s, he's a very old man, but he writes really good and well-sourced books about politics and presidencies, and he's got one about the Trump presidency called Fear? Rage. Rage. His first one was Fear. This one is Rage, Um, and it comes out September the 15th. And uh, it will be all the talk of cable news and everything else for several days. It will be misinterpreted, misreported, uh, cherry-picking in a way that drives me crazy. But it will be a good look inside the Trump White House because he usually gets really great sources. Right. But it will eventually have no significance whatsoever. Probably not. Just a good read if you like to know about that sort of thing. So uh, Jack retweeted this. We retweeted this, the Armstrong and Getty account on Twitter. You really ought to follow us on the Twitter. And we're on the Facebook, too. we got to be more active on that. We're, we're, we're talking about that. but On Facebook? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Got to be Facebooking. Anyway, I uh, came across this uh, quote, uh, this qu- uh, tweet, rather. While woke white people demand everybody use the term Latinx, the vast majority of Latinos don't know of the term, and the vast majority of those who do know of the term don't want to use it. The newsrooms of America have decided to use the term Latina with an X at the end, not Latino or Latina, because that has gendered language. Please stop using Gender language. So the woke crowd is attempting to cram this term down America's throat. And the only people they have, really, are college campus nut jobs, whether professors or or dewy-eyed kids who don't know wow. from Shinola. <laughs> or, and, uh, and the uh, militant woke crowds in America's newsrooms. That Barry Weiss of the New York Times was talking about, the, the terrorists in the newsrooms who demand everybody conform to what their social professor told them the world should look like. But anyway, so among uh, Latino adults, 76% have not even heard the term Latinx. That's funny. 20%, I'm sorry, 23% have heard of it. And among that 23%, 3% use it, and 20% do not. In other words, um, oh, that's that's just Americans. Um, a third of, uh, oh, this, this is where it gets interesting. Um, one third of Americans who've heard of the term Latinx said it should be used to describe the U.S. Hispanic or Latino population. A third. But among all Hispanics... Uh, other terms are broadly preferred. Um, Hispanic, 61%. Latino, 29%. Latinx, 4%. Four. Um, that's of all Hispanics. Of those who have heard of Latinx, it's only 10% who think the term ought to be used. And among those who haven't heard of it, they hear it, and only 2% say that's a good idea. Hispanic people, Latino people. Hear the term and think, think what? Shut up. In gigantic <laughs> numbers. Overwhelming numbers. I mean, that, that 2%, I got to believe one of, half of that like got meant to answer the other way, just because of the way human beings are. It has no 
support. It's being laughed at among the very people it purports to be helping. That is how nutty the the woke crowd is. You should be laughing at them, except when they try to run you out of your job. Then understand you're dealing with vicious people who like to hurt. But in terms of the actual intellectual heft of their arguments, there is none. They're feathers. They're 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 idiots. They're they've been so deluded by these this ideology that they're they're jumping up and down on one foot and clucking like a chicken. I mean, they just they're not making any sense at all. Crazy people, and yet they're smashing up cities uh, under the uh, the affectionate gaze of of Democrat mayors. It's really an odd time. It's almost worth it because it's so weird. I mean, it's like going to the zoo and seeing some sort of... It's like seeing a platypus. <laughs> Look at it. It's got webbed feet. It's got a beak. It lays eggs, but it's a mammal. Well, that's what these people are. They're platypuses. You can hardly believe they exist. And there aren't many of them. Um, Apropos of nothing, just because I did this yesterday. Well, it's hard to really dovetail to a uh, uh, platypus rant. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I dished you up a difficult ball to spike. If you haven't caught on to the fact that there's a difference in cords for charging your devices, mm. there is such a difference. And it's easy to look at the options there at the store and see, well, this one's 20 bucks and this one's 5 bucks. I'm not spending 20 bucks on a cord. Spend the 20 bucks on a cord. It is definitely worth it. In terms of speed, mostly? Or? Mostly speed, but they also tend to be made better, so you end up with that whole bent too many times, fell, falls apart problem. See, mm. The $5 ones just quickly turn into, well, this isn't a charger. This is just how to turn my cell phone into a corded phone. It's yeah, because you have to have it yeah, plugged it does, in all the time. Yeah, it doesn't even really charge. Yeah. Like it. <laughs> but China! The, the more expensive, thicker ones, they, they charge your stuff so much faster. Mm. There's really a difference. i got to be good to myself. I'm yeah. a man of means. Yeah. And another... Well, uh, it's cheaper in the long run anyway. All right. Yeah, sure. You buy three of the cheapos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do the math. Uh, remember my story that I could not charge my phone anymore. It was extremely bulky. You had to get the the, the uh, plug in just right to get it to charge it all. And I go into the repair shop. The guy mm. says, uh, "You're a guy. You keep it in your pocket. Let me see it." Takes a look at it. The uh, the port, the charging port, is full of lint from my pocket. Takes a little spiky thing, cleans it out. Here, take it. No charge. Get out of here, numbskull. There I mean, it's that common. So mm. if you have that problem, take a look. Might um, be lint. Especially we, the fellers. We had a spinning contest at our house yesterday. <laughs> oh, my. And quickly turned into a puking headache contest at my house. <laughs> Nobody threw up, but, man, it was it was tough. I, I finished Who could spin the fastest, the longest? The most it? turns. Wow, okay. you got second. You had to keep up a decent speed. Congratulations. Yeah, video, I mean, that's number one in your age group. There's video of it. Uh, yeah, no kidding. There's video of it, which is pretty entertaining, but um, I, I haven't released that. I haven't decided if I want to release that or not. Watching video of myself, I'm much stiffer than I realize. I I really do walk like Frankenstein. <laughs> Wonder why that is. I move like like the the Tin Man in Wizard of Oz. Well, when you famously ran the hundred yard dash, twelve point nine seconds. Yeah, yeah, that was a hundred yards. Like I'm six foot eight. Um, I didn't measure it. What am I supposed to do? You ran, I run the courses laid out for me. You ran like a man who was born without knees. <laughs> <laughs> that video is still on YouTube somewhere, but. Um, Along yeah. with me kicking the 35-yard field goal. Right. But anyway, on the spinning, my youngest son won. He spun 45 times before he... Uh, 45? Yeah, and mom made him quit. He's still complaining. I could have spun a lot more times if he hadn't made me stop. <laughs> we were afraid he Damn was going to... Damn nanny state. 
They're afraid he was going to fall and hit his head. Sam did that when he was young. He spun, and he started to trip and fall, and I could see it, oh, no, as I tried to get to him. And he went down forehead right into the corner of the coffee table. Oh, no! I still remember that one. Oh, bloody hell. But anyway, um, yeah, Henry spun 45 times. Laura spun a, a paltry, like, 23 I don't think I could spin five times. I'd puke. Sam was in the 30s, but I, I think I was in the high 30s. Wow. But, man, I was in bad shape afterwards. For That's how why long? the video is so, so funny, because I, I go down hard, oh. and then I'm just, oh, oh, oh. I actually thought I was going to yak. Maybe we can just put that up on the dark web or when, 4chan. Or when something. you get older, you just can't spin that many times in the middle of the living room with your arms out without throwing up. <laughs> Good contest, though. Good family fun. <laughs> Wow. We're going to have four competitions. So we had we had a, you have to make everybody else laugh. We did that one. That one okay. was fairly easy yeah. and funny. But uh, I don't know what the other two are going to be today because we did two of them yesterday. What do fellas go with? Wordplay? Uh, body noises? Uh, animal Pratt sounds falls. to make you laugh? Prattfall. Excellent. Uh, Henry did a combination of dancing and flatulence. <laughs> That, uh, what a timeless question. Really I just laughed hearing up. about it. <laughs> and it was pretty funny. An aggressive scent. <laughs> <laughs> Laura put a bunch of stuff down her pants to have a very large booty and did some dancing. Oh, it was pretty funny. oh boy. Nice. nice. I was actually the least funny of all of them. I was very tired, though. Yeah. I kind of got a chuckle, and then later Henry told me, I just laughed because I felt bad for you. Oh, no. Yeah. The sympathy laugh. Yeah. It's the only reason I laughed. Wow, wow. So you had to spin in the laughing. Yeah, today we'll have two more. I don't know what those are oh, going to be. Oh, so it's like the Olympics. It's, like, it's yeah, over it's several like the days. It's like the Yeah, I mean, <laughs> these sort of feats of strength. <laughs> we need something like that, yeah. I find myself missing being a dad and really glad I had my kids young. <laughs> a spinning contest right now would result in a hospitalization. Oh, man, I'm getting sick thinking about it, actually. Uh, we'll finish strong. we got some things to play we haven't played yet and some things to tell you. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. If you look at the average of the key battleground states, it's at 4.3%. For Biden, the top six states. On August 11th, 2016, Hillary Clinton was up 4.3% in the top six battleground states. Yeah, I find that a little misleading, though, you know, uh, putting the putting the states together to come up with an average because some of them are big and some of them are small and it changes the way it turns out. There's also been some changing in the polling over the years and that it would take a uh, it'd be harder to overcome now because there's less margin of error than there was then anyway. Well, it um, sounds like you just want Biden to be president. Of course, that's exactly what I mean. Um, 538, which is a pretty interesting website. Uh, it's way too soon to count Trump out. Their model has it a 71% likelihood that Biden wins. And Trump a 29% chance. And uh, he says that's almost exactly what it was. Um when Trump won, based on the way they looked at it. He said there are other places that obviously, because we all remember this, had it 90% likely that Hillary was going to win. Mm-hmm. But they had it 70-30 Clinton, and Trump won. And they have it 70-30 Biden, and they're, so they're saying Trump could win again. 
I usually use a baseball metaphor when I talk about these things and, and how, sig- how significant they are, but I'm reminded that occasionally I watch the poker on TV. And in, in Texas Hold'em, you get two cards, and they immediately show you the percentage chance each hand is going to win. But then they flop three cards, and then everything changes. And I feel like we're right about, we've, we've hit the uh, flop. But then there are two more cards, and those cards can change everything. And the 80% likely guy all of a sudden is standing there with an open mouth wondering all his, where all his chips have gone. Well, Biden is up on the average 8.3 points with 84 days to go. And if Trump does win, it'd be the biggest margin overcome in modern history. I mean, it's just, you know, it just is. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is. He could win. Sitting there with a pair of uh, queens and the guy next to him has King 3. Boo-hoo. King comes up. Bango, bango. All done. Push your chips in. Get out. Go home. Kiss your mama. What are you doing calling me with King 3? Yeah. <laughs> it's all over. And, and I'm thinking specifically of these bizarro times we're living in. Good, solid COVID vaccine comes out in October. Um, and, and, and everybody says, wow, it's about to be behind us. And you see the stock market go, everybody's 401k. People are rehiring. There's dancing in the streets. You know, I just, uh, everybody's guessing, right? Uh, the two things, the biggest outliers to me are, um, we've never had this number of people voting by mail-in ballots. We have no idea what that means for percentage of people voting. True that. That just, we have no idea. I have another big old caveat though. And that is. The unexamined candidate is often enjoying their highest popularity that they will have. And Joe Biden is the unexamined candidate later than anybody has been in decades. Will he ever be examined? That's the other thing that I was going to say. Of the two things that are clearly hanging out there that could swing it for Trump. All this mail-in balloting, have no idea what that's going to do. Right. Good or bad for Trump. And does Biden get to stay unexamined? That's the biggest game changer to me, is he comes out and has a couple of performances where people say, oh, geez, I didn't watch any of the debate. Right. I didn't know this was... And a good vid vaccine is right around the corner. There's your king. But he might be able to hide all the way up till election day. He mm. might not have to come out. Yeah, it's, it's a tough call. You know you want a happy me he sounded okay yesterday biden but i thought he looked significantly older than he looked and even in the debates yeah yeah he looked ancient here's your host for final thoughts joe getty hey let's get a final thought from everybody to wrap up the show michelangelo pressing the buttons in the control room michael final thought yeah the dr pepper commercial we played earlier in the hour brought back a lot of childhood memories i was four years old i ran around the house singing that driving my parents crazy there you go Wow. Good times. Uh, positive Sean, our producer. Final thought for us? Yeah, Andrew Lloyd Webber has been pretty aggressive at uh, saying many different times, I'll do anything to prove that theaters can reopen again safely. And he seems to be uh, serious about it as he himself has uh, put himself in a COVID vaccine trial, the Oxford COVID-19 trial. He's going to be part of the, uh, the the group. I'd rather be in Leavenworth than a theater showing cats. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, oh, right. that was one of his, right? Yeah. A final thought for us? Trying to come up with the other two competitions for the family today for the uh, round two of our Olympics. I'm thinking you're spread out the fingers and you do the knife really fast through the fingers. I think that's what I'll do with the oh, kids. Oh, Lord. I think I can do it faster than the children. Oh. <laughs> How about the biggest thing you can put in your mouth? That's a pretty good one. A bit of a choking hazard, but. 
Oh, let's see. Final thought. I don't really have a final thought. I had so many non-final thoughts. I feel like I've fulfilled the contract. <laughs> Spotless. Is that your goal every day? Fulfill the contract. Don't let people bully you into the woke garbage. It's a tiny minority of people who are brutal and, and vicious and self-righteous, but most of the people they purport to be helping, they think the woke crowd are nuts, too. If you don't use Latinx or or tell everybody what your pronouns are, I think you'll probably be fine. Yeah, exactly. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. We have that amazing video for you of a cop saving a guy's life. He's about to be hit by a train. Uh, all sorts of good stuff. See you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed. Is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing. If you find yourself in Shenzhen, China, eating Brazilian chicken wings, good chance you get the bat clap. Damn it. <laughs> bat clap. That's, that's a new one. I'm trying that one out. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. Come back tomorrow morning for Armstrong and Getty. Six till ten. We're an iHeart radio station. Talk 650. KSTE. Rancho Cordova.